I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. You're locked on to Han Solson and Scotty Chick. Chick, Chick. That's right. Yeah. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, RSL, going to kick off their home schedule coming up tomorrow, and you will hear all the action right here on your exclusive home of Real Salt Lake, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Should be a fun one indeed. Fired up. Let's go. Headed, back there? Headed to the riot. Got my credential. Ready to go out to a bunch of games this year. Well, the two of us could go together. I'm getting yours picked up, by the way, Scotty. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to do that for you. Good. I appreciate that. You going to be out there tomorrow, Lloyd? Uh, I am going to try to get out there, actually. Yes. Nice. Very cool. Uh, uh, Ray Salt Lake taking on Austin and then uh, hitting the road again. But again... Game tomorrow, and it may be March, and it may still be snowy, but we still have soccer, um, and it should be a lot of fun, and Trey Fitzgerald will help us break it all down coming up here in just a moment, so we will chat with him. We got uh, NBA hoops coming over the weekend. Jazz still have two more games on their road trip. You got uh, Mountain West Conference Tournament continuing tonight with Utah State in the semis, so hands were not uh, at a lack of anything to talk about, and uh, we haven't even touched on spring ball at all today as well as i think you finally have a little bit more media availability today down at byu yeah i'm gonna get out to spring ball and catch up on some things that i've had an opportunity to see a couple things that i'm excited about a couple things that i'm worried about and that's not a bad thing you get to spring you you've, you're gonna have things that you got to fix and byu lost some important guys in some important area, important areas and that's why you go out to these spring practices and you spend time trying to learn what the potential fix is. But they have to find a couple of rush edges. They've got to find guys that can get to the quarterback, somebody that can really rush in this Jay Hill defense. And that's probably the, the most outstanding need right now for BYU. So Real Salt Lake opens up their home schedule coming up tomorrow. You'll hear it right here on The Zone, but we suggest you buy tickets and get out there and enjoy what should be a fun atmosphere Joining us now, one of our favorites, Trey Fitzgerald. Kind enough to hang out with us. Trey, how you doing? Hey, Trey. I'm great, guy. Hey, uh, so uh, I I wish I could be there tomorrow. Uh, I was looking forward to being at the game. I'm down here at the Mountain West Tournament. Uh, Utah State beat somebody last night to advance in the semis. I, I, I'm kind of losing oh, track. Boy. Oh, that was. Oh, no, no, no. That it was, was New Mexico. It was, a team, it was a team that I think was the last undefeated team in the country. 
that has fallen on some hard times in the uh, Patino era. So good for yeah. Utah State. Yeah. <laughs> Los, Los Lobos are Los Losers. So. Oh, man. I tell you what, Mashburn and House, they're fun to watch, though. They are. No, they're they're uh, running and gunning, and uh, they've breathed life in, back into the program. So maybe next year. <laughs> Trey, Trey, did you love your time there? So I grew up in Albuquerque, but I never actually went to school there. But, you know, the Lobo football and basketball is your NFL and your NBA in a city like Albuquerque. So uh, from from going to the pit when I was six years old, onwards it was just like the thrill of a lifetime to go watch uh kenny thomas and some of those old uh really good uh whack in mountain west uh new mexico teams you've been a, you've had the opportunity to pretty much go around the world now at this point in your life and, I, and lloyd and i continue to yell at scotty until we're blue in the face that it is some of the best food in the entire world in albuquerque Going down to Old Town and sitting in some of those old school places and just having a great meal, you're not going to beat the environment. You're not going to beat the food. Hey, the look, no. the Jap- Japanese steakhouse I went down there was Scotty. Awesome. He went to a Sipanyaki when he, when he was Go there. Go get yourself Trey? a sopapilla. <laughs> Dude, sopapillas, if, oh, they're, they're amazing. You throw on... Uh, you throw on some green chili and some cheddar cheese and oh. then, uh, whatever protein you want. Maybe Christmas style, a little, red, a little red, a little green. Look at you with the local nomenclature from Albuquerque. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll take a Christmas style. I love it. Uh, Trey, I've had an opportunity to eat a couple times down there, but we can't get Scotty to do anything no. but a tippanyaki. Okay, it's just because it was the closest thing to the hotel, and Lloyd gave me a bunch of restaurants, but they were all like $40 Uber rides, and I'm like, I'm not blowing the per diem on that. I'm just, you know, there's something that I can just walk across the street, and you know what? The dude was uh, flipping shrimp, caught it in my mouth. It was great. It was a fun experience, so I I have no complaints, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the hard thing there, too, and, you know, Scotty can't disappear for 10 minutes in the middle of a three-hour broadcast, so you better know what you're putting in. And where it's coming from, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. that uh, that spicy stuff will get you. That's all I'm saying. Excellent say. point. You don't want to walk in with some. Don't give him an excuse, uh, Trey. Don't do this. <laughs> 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 it's great to hear your voice, Trey. How you been, man? How's life? Oh uh, man, life is good. I'm glad to be back in Utah. I'm glad to be back over here at uh, at RSL, and uh, the club is in great hands with Ryan Smith, as you guys know, and David Blitzer, and uh, we're going to have a packed house here in Sandy at America First Field tomorrow to kick off season 19, if you guys can believe that, for Major League Soccer in Utah. Were you were you there day one? I mean, uh, how soon were you part of the original RSL? I, I, I kind of remember if that, that was the, me in the case. Yeah. No, day one, um, I had never, even though I grew up in New Mexico, went to school in Colorado, had family in Arizona, I had never been to Utah before Dave Checkett said, hey, we're starting a team, why don't you come out here? And I just fell in love with the mountains and the people, and this is home now, you know. And um, I was there day one, and I was the guy that had the unfortunate task of trying to teach Ryan Hatch soccer. <laughs> and uh, and But because of our mutual uh, Denver Broncos and San Francisco Giants love, uh, we found a common ground. And he actually called games, as you guys remember, for the old 1280 back in the day uh, as we got off the ground. and. You know, you guys have been uh, integral to, to teaching this community 
you know, what a second pro sports team uh, can mean. And obviously this place has changed so, so much over a generation. Um, it's grown in volume. It's grown in diversity. And, uh, and, and other teams, when they come to Salt Lake, they're surprised because we break – a lot of stereotypes that people have about Utah, and uh, they love the the views here from our stadium. They love the snow capped mountains, and and they hate uh, playing in front of a, our very very raucous fans. So, you know, we're trying to kind of recreate and build off of, of what the Jazz have built here. Well, Scotty and I fist pumped, uh, and I when he told me the news that we were getting RSL back as a partner and. We'd be the flagship. Both he and I were here fist pumping because we knew we got to work with you more. And we obviously know the ownership group. We're both very close with John Kimball. And it's the perfect fit for Scotty and I. We're excited to be back and be a part of this and can't wait. And I also want to mention that it's great people like you and great people like John Kimball that provide the patience and the knowledge for the sport that bring more people to the game and fill that stadium. And that's what Scotty and I hope to do. Just generate a little bit more interest, a little bit more insight, and a little bit more passion so people can get out there to these games. And tomorrow is your first opportunity of the season. How excited are you for home opener coming up tomorrow? Yeah, I I think everybody's uh, excited just to get going again. You know, it's we had a longer off-season than normal because of the World Cup being in uh, November and December over in Qatar. And so that, that kind of squeezed last year's calendar, and uh, we're ready to get at it. And, you know, Austin was the last team we played in the playoffs last year. We were up 2 nothing after 15 minutes, got a red card. They got a late goal, and we lost in penalty kicks. So I guess officially it goes down as a tie, but it really just feels – like a gut punch, and the guys are ready uh, to see Austin again. They're ready to be back on uh, the grass here at uh, at America First Field. And, uh, you know, we did get one win on the turf up in Vancouver. Uh, we really struggled last week on the turf in Seattle. Seattle is playing uh, like a buzzsaw in midseason form in week two. So we got a lot to prove, a lot of chips on our shoulder, as we always do. As a, uh, as a as kind of the little engine that could or as a Utah team. But I really appreciate what you said about John. He's been uh, amazing in terms of uh, healing the people in this organization and coming out of uh, the old ownership to being a league-run team for 18 months. And now we feel like we've found the two best owners in the world in, in Ryan Smith and David Blitzer. And now it's like, okay, how, how are we going to take this thing uh, to new heights. And, and look, we, we are not so arrogant to think that everybody here should know everything there is to know about soccer. And, uh, you know, as, as I've told you guys multiple times, come to a game. I'll let you watch from the sidelines for 45 or 90 minutes, and you can see the speed and the strength and the athleticism that um, historically or stereotypically has not been uh, you know, always connected with soccer. But MLS has made massive, massive strides, and uh, the quality of play just grows exponentially every year. And uh, and as our, our coach and our owner uh, told a, a group of fans, and we had kind of a town hall the other night, you know, the fans are our 12th man. And it sounds like a cliche, but it, it really is, uh, is true. And I think you're going to see uh, the guys just come out flying in front of uh, 20 – 21,000 people here tomorrow. So 
Again, I, I know I don't know if people actually are too interested in this, but I'm a lawn nerd, so I'm fascinated. I know what my lawn looks like, and it's nowhere near able to have anybody yeah. run on it. What kind of with the winter the way that's been? How much preparation has gone on behind the scenes to make sure these guys can get out on a pitch and actually play some soccer? Well, next week I'm going to get you guys on with uh, our, our our grounds guy. His name's Dan Farns. He's kind of a Twitter superstar. He's known as the Grass Whisperer, and he uh, he did something with David James that ran on last night's uh, news over there. But he uh, had a grow tarp on that field for the last five months since installing a completely new uh, 120 by 80 grass field as soon as our season ended uh, last October. So the first time that that green grass saw the light of day was this morning at about 7 a.m. Um, it's probably not as green as, as it will be here in a couple months once we get some more sunshine, but it's greener than anything else anybody has, anybody's seen over the last few months. Um, it took him and his crew a couple weeks to get all the snow off of the field before they were able to pull this tarp up but man it was uh it was a thing of beauty to see uh see such a big uh patch of green grass the, the guys uh just got done training on it about an hour ago and uh and we're gonna we're gonna be able to uh show people what, what real soccer looks like because it's just hard watching grass on an artificial surface sometimes all right, Trey, every time you come on, and I'm hoping that we make this a regular because I love the information that you're able to put out there for people, I am going to make it a simplified question and answer period of the game of soccer for people. Sure. Um, I know that you didn't get the result that you were looking for against Seattle. You're on the road, and I was looking at the stats, and I see – 19 shots by Seattle to seven shots from Salt Lake and eight shots on goal compared to two shots on goal from Salt Lake. What is the difference between shots and shots on goal? So um, a shot is basically any kind of attempt at goal. So if it goes high, if it goes wide, um, if it slices out for a, for a throw in um, those are just counted as shots, shots on goal, are shots that either score or shots that are saved by the goalkeeper or, as we saw last week in Seattle, a shot that was cleared off the goal line by a, by a defender. So Seattle, uh, they put a ton of pressure on us. We were suffocated. We were under it. They dictated the tempo. They pummeled us. Um, you know, I think the eye test might say that they could have won 4 or 5 nothing instead of just 2 nothing. But our goalkeeper, Zach McMath, who you guys will get to know, came up big. Uh, Justin Glad, who came up through our academy, he's still only 25. It's amazing. He's, he's been in our club 10 years. He had a pretty dramatic uh, goal line clearance about 15 minutes in to kind of keep us in the game. So obviously not the result we want, but Seattle won the CONCACAF Champions League last year. They were the first MLS team to do that. They played uh, some big-name teams over in Morocco in the Club World Cup uh, a few weeks ago. So they're, they are in midseason form because they've had uh, competitive games in January and February that the rest of us uh, didn't have. So we just ran into a buzzsaw. They had 30,000 there up there in the Seahawks uh, stadium. So uh, it's a tough atmosphere. But we had won four previous games against them. So uh, – 
they were they were like you know Salt Lake's our little bogey team, so we gotta we gotta redouble our efforts. And they came out, and you know it was competitive, but not aesthetic and not ideal for us. Uh, I think you're gonna see a much more brave, as Pablo Mastroeni likes to say, and a much more aggressive Real Salt Lake tomorrow against Austin. What is your outlook on this team? What are your expectations? I mean, I know every year is a little bit different, and and every team is a little bit different, but. Uh, you guys fought like crazy, and I know circumstances weren't great uh, over the last couple of years for this team, but uh, you guys fought like crazy last year. What what are your hopes and, and, and expectations for this season? Yeah, so each of the last two years, as you guys probably remember, we were able to kind of squeeze into the playoffs on the last day of the season. It's dramatic. It's fun. Um, two years ago, we were able to kind of go on a nice little playoff run to get to the uh, conference final last year you know we crashed out in the first playoff round but really the expectation this year is to reward our fans with a home playoff game and uh, we haven't done that since 2019 and uh, now the last few years you had to be top four in your conference to guarantee a home playoff game MLS did just announce a, a tweak to the uh, postseason format. So um, if you're the top nine, you'll get into the playoffs. There's a play-in game. It's very much kind of an NBA um, structure now for the postseason. So we just need to be basically uh, top eight to get uh, to get a play or top seven I should say because the eight nine is that playoff game so if we're top seven we get a home playoff game but look I think the core of the team is returning um, I think everybody in the locker room feels like we have the talent to be top four or five in the west um, soccer as you guys know has like a transfer window so in the summer maybe we go out and add a couple more difference makers a couple more pieces whatever we feel like we need in that roster and uh and again the goal is to have some home playoff games and and go on a deep playoff run bring some uh some trophies back to salt lake which is something we haven't done since 2009 um and there's a couple other tournaments besides just the league and the playoffs we've got open cup there's a new tournament called the League's Cup where MLS teams are playing uh, Mexican teams in a real competition, not like some exhibition made-for-TV thing like they've tried in the past. So uh, there is a lot of hardware kind of at play, and uh, Ryan Smith and David Blitzer are, are doing everything they can to work with Pablo Mastroeni, Elliot Fall, John Kimball, and everybody else here to, uh, to try to make some of these things happen. So, Trey, the last time you and I worked together and and spent a lot of time with each other goes back to the, some of the heydays of RSL where you had Javi and Nikki and Kyle and some of the greats. And sure. these guys were on constant national duty rotation. And I remember that just really sticking in my craw a little bit because, you know, they'd <laughs> miss a match here and there. And I remember hopping yeah. on air and having to talk about, yeah, Nikki's out for this or Kyle's out for this. Are there guys on this current RSL roster that may miss some rotations because of national duty responsibilities? Um, the answer to your question is yes and no. And and the yes is, you know, we've got, we've got several guys that do play for their national teams. We've got Diego Luna that plays for the U.S. under-20 team. They have a World Cup this summer, so he will miss time. Um, we've got other guys. Jefferson Savarino, who's our most dynamic attacking player, represents Venezuela. Brian Ojeda, another uh, dynamic midfielder, represents 
Paraguay. Justin Miram actually plays for Iraq. Hmm. But a sign of how the league has kind of grown up in the last five or ten years is those FIFA international breaks where guys are going off to their national teams. We generally do not have a major league soccer uh, game during most of those weekends. So you kind of, there's a little more respect now between the league and the international calendar, which it puts a lot of pressure on the players, but it, it, it's much better uh, for us as fans to know that we're going to have our guys nine times out of ten. You know, the NBA's been toying, and I think Adam Silver is really, really wants to do this. Um, and I think eventually it will happen, but they want kind of a mid-season, uh, in-season tournament, you know, outside of the regular season, something that I know uh, that is pretty frequent in the soccer world. Is that something that you've enjoyed? Is it something that NBA fans, I think, will eventually get on board with as a kind of a secondary part of, of, of a long season? Yeah, I think it kind of depends what's at stake because if it's worth it for the teams and the players uh, for something besides just money, then maybe the fans will grow and buy into it. So, like, when I bring up the U.S. Open Cup, this is a tournament that's been going on for 105 years. And um, you and me and, and Lloyd and DJ and PK, like, we could put together a team and enter the Open Cup. And if we win enough of these, like, games against other amateur teams and progress through the tournament. We knock off some professional teams like we could win that. Right. But uh, so the MLS teams enter later in the tournament, third round. And um, what is at stake in that tournament is a berth into the old CONCACAF Champions League, which is the best teams, the trophy winners from all over North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. And then if you win that, you get to go to the Club World Cup and you play Real Madrid or Liverpool or Man U or whoever, uh, you know, for something that matters. Yes, money is there and it matters, but it's prestige, it's hardware, it's international television exposure. So if, if, if Adam Silver, who I think is a great commissioner in the NBA, create whatever that tournament is, tournament is it's like, okay, what does this mean other than just, you know, giving, um, uh, I don't know, Dylan Brooks an extra $3 million for a month-long tournament or whatever, right? So um, that's what I'm curious to see is uh, when is the tournament, what does it stand for, what does it mean, and, and how do you make that compelling for the fans? And, and maybe I'm just old, but, you know, for me it's got to have it's got to have a serious competitive um, stake in order to be uh, meaningful and valuable. Well, Trey, we always appreciate it, man. It's good catching up. Looking forward to getting out there a bunch and uh, enjoying the season. The home season kicks off tomorrow. Uh, but again, can't thank you enough. Uh, best way to get tickets, just go to the website. Yeah, rsl.com or you can call 844 Real Tix, uh, there's some standing room tickets left. Obviously, uh, bundle up because it's going to be a little chilly tomorrow, but hopefully it's dry. Um, as you guys may have seen, we do have a big club announcement at 5 o'clock tomorrow. So if you want to come early, you can come uh, witness the growth of the club. We're bringing, we're bringing uh, a soccer team that called home here uh, back. That's all I can say right now. But <laughs> exciting times for, for more soccer in Utah and more Utah across uh, national and international sporting landscapes. And uh, these are just exciting times under Ryan and David. And, and I can't wait to uh, 
to you know have you guys on board again like we do and uh, have you guys get to know our coaches and players. Everybody's got so many great stories that brought them to our community, and, and they really do fall in love with it as soon as they're here. So it's uh, going to be a great year here at uh, America First Field. Hey, 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 before we let you go, by the way, you and I need to talk about one thing, though. Sean Payton, let's go. I mean, if he can fix Russell Wilson, then he deserves all the money and all the draft picks in the world. I, I guess I I didn't love the idea of giving up more draft assets uh, after bankrupting ourselves a year ago. Well, he's already put the hammer down saying, I'm not going to put up with any crap. He's kicked out all the employees that Russell had staffed right there in their own offices and said, yeah, if he's not if he's not the one, then he's not the one. We'll just move on from him. Yeah. But the thing is, if he can't do it, nobody's going to fix it. So. Well, that's a good point. I mean, I was just going to ask you, do you guys think Russ is fixable? Yes. Yes. No. Okay. Lloyd, Lloyd stop this, Lloyd. Yes. They're leaving. The Broncos fans are bailing. They've had enough. It's 9-9. They're like, the heck with it. I'm- Lloyd. Oh, man. Sorry, Trey, we don't have the buttons back there. <laughs> how much I love teasing, teasing Lloyd and his uh, just doomed franchise. So, whatever. Who would you rather have on as your quarterback, Jarrett Stidham or Russell Wilson right now? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Lamar Jackson? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Trey. We appreciate it. Thanks, All Trey. Right. All right, guys. Great catching up. Thank you. You too. The great Trey Fitzgerald with Real Salt Lake right here on 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. I'm here in Vegas. Hands, you're up in Salt Lake. Uh, Dr. Chris Chapman uh, in studio and our old buddy Vaughn hanging out as well because, uh, Vaughn, I know your life has changed because when <laughs> mom is happy, everybody's happy. And I know that, uh, that that your wife has gotten some help, and she's living a much better life now. Okay, imagine. Yeah, I, now, are you guys married? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you have wives. I mean, right? not, yes. with e- not with each not other. Not with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a whole different thing. We've been, do- we've been doing a show a long time. A lot of people yeah. assume that. But you guys have wives. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Imagine, if you will, <clears throat> you wake up in the morning, every morning, for 13 years, that's how long I've been married. Actually, 14 years I've been with the girl. So every morning for 14 years, you wake up with your wife and she has a headache. And then you come home at night and it's worse. <laughs> Imagine that. That takes a lot of joy of life away from, oh, my and from you and your partner. Oh, let me tell you, we went, into, we went into Dr. Chapman's office. You know this play? What do you call these things? Like a play chart? Yeah, play chart. That's kind of what my wife's neck looked like. <laughs> there's uh, there's some play charts in here just showing oh. some football plays with all kinds of angles and lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was scary. I mean, when, when we went in, the, and the, the free consultation, i got to tell you, it's incredible. You go in, you get your free consultation. They put you in, in front of this. Is it a, C, is it a CRT? CT. CT scan. Yeah. CRT. Uh, it's a so T, CT scan. So you're, it's a stand-up CT scan, which I've never seen this before. And all of a sudden, I can see every bone in this girl's body from the neck, from the head down to the toes. And I'm like, it's incredible. She was so crooked. Everything was just jacked. It was like, oh my Lord. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I think I told you this before. She had like, she was like, what, two inches? I think it was like close to an inch. An inch? For her height, though, because she's a half pint, you know? Yeah. So a full inch of leg length. Yeah, she's 5'5, and and she, she, she had a full inch off of her right leg. So the first treatment, 
he does his magic thing he does and 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 she and all of a sudden she's got that inch back on her leg yeah I never really noticed the limp, but evidently uh, it was you know, there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, and then she sat up, and the, and the thing that amazed me the most was she goes, "Oh my!" And I said, "What?" And she says, "I can breathe complete. My breathing is completely different. It changed it. Completely changed her breathing." And of course, from there, it was treat, treat, treat. All of a sudden, how are you feeling today? No headaches. Really? The headaches really went away. They went away the night I got home. You got a headache yet? Nope. Let's go do something. That's life changing. Uh, it's it's incredible. And I was like, you've got. We've been to every person on the planet trying to figure out what's wrong with you. She's you know she would go to one neck cracker after another, and and it just didn't work. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on here? And I could not believe the difference <laughs> now. And it's funny because she's uh, she's in Alabama right now, and, and I still I still every day. How's your head? And she goes, I'm fine. It's incredible. Quit, quit, quit. Does quit she asking? Does she wear the mouthpiece? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She wears the mouthpiece at night, most de- most definitely at night, and usually during the day when she's not around food. And uh, um, but I really, I don't know. I mean, I'm not with her every day anymore. Yeah. Right? Not right now, at least. So, but it's just, it's like I'm fine. Uh, the mouthpiece, Doctor Chapman, that just keeps the alignment because yeah. this—you're not looking to fix somebody a hundred times. You're looking to fix them once, and this mouthpiece just ensures that the one-time yeah. fix is there. Yeah. It's a—it's a retainer. It's a retainer for the head, neck, and the jaw. And so, if we can retain those, and your marriage, and your marriage. Go to theliftclinic.com. It's really simple. Theliftclinic.com. You heard Vaughn talking about the consultation and the imaging. It's free. Yeah, that's what's so hard yeah, to believe. That, about that's this. the hard part. You get to go in. They'll put you. They'll they'll take all kinds of artwork of you. Yeah. Then send throw it up there. Look at it to show you exactly what's going on, and that's free before you do any before more. Anything. Yeah, it's incredible. It doesn't lock you into anything. No. Just go to theliftclinic.com, and it's right there. It's a big old button. You can schedule your free consultation at theliftclinic.com. Vaughn, yeah, Doctor Chapman, thank you. Great. Thank you. It's theliftclinic.com. Get there now right here on 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Wherever you go, the zone will be right there with you every step of the way. It's the all-new KSL Sports app. I love it. Where you can listen to the zone wherever you may be. Listen to me. This stuff is available everywhere. It's your new home for streaming the zone and getting all the latest news, insight, and analysis of the teams you can't live without. It's the all-new KSL Sports app. Available now wherever you shop for apps. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. 
now available anywhere you get your podcasts. The wheel is loaded, and it's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotting, presented by You First Credit Union on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hope you're all having a tremendous Friday. Weekend is nearly here. In fact, you have our permission. Just shut it down for the day. Go home early. Tell the boss you got a sales call to make somewhere, and it'll take most of the afternoon. Just shut it down. Keep the radio on. Yeah, keep the radio on. Yeah, Yeah, just sit around and have some fun with us. That's all we're asking. Go get some shut-eye before that Mountain West Conference tonight. Get a uh, pregame nap in. Get a pregame nap in. Set your alarm. 11.30 tip. <sighs> yep, good times. Remember, uh, I, you were, I don't think you were doing, I think they were done by the time you started doing sports radio because I just caught the tail end of them. And Lloyd, I think you remember these from your college days, but the Mountain West and the old WAC used to have the uh, com- the uh, the old Big Monday games on ESPN. I used um, to go to these in high school. Like, we'd yeah. go in high school, like, like you know what, let's go. Why not? It was, it was school night, whatever. Let's just go check it out and get home, you know, super late. But it was, I mean, and it, loved them. And every Monday, a Mountain West Conference game would be starting at 10 p.m. They called it the Big Monday, and uh, and the games would not start until 10 o'clock. And there were a bunch of them. And those were no fun. When Whenever you had to cover those, you're like, oh, boy, no thank you. Gratefully, those went away because that was that was no bueno. All right, let's get to it. Sports roulette. We take some of the big storylines and put it on a roulette wheel. We spin it wherever that little ball lands. What we end up talking about. So, Lloyd, fire up that wheel. Roasted, toasted, and burnt. Scotty, remind me never to upset Draymond Green. He's just too good. He's too smart. He's got this massive platform. His podcasting platform and his podcast that he puts out gets millions of views. He's got a gigantic voice. He's got rings on his fingers. You just don't take shots at Draymond unless you're really educated and you're really ready. And Dylan Brooks decided he was going to take a shot. So he said, I don't like Draymond at all. I just don't like Golden State. I don't like anything to do with them. Draymond talks a lot. Gets away with a lot, too. His game is cool with Golden State, but if you put him anywhere else, you're not going to know who Draymond is. He plays with heart, plays hard, knows the ins and outs of their defense. I guess that's why they like him over there. Well, Scotty, it's a little bit lengthy, but here is Draymond's two-minute response to Dylan Brooks. This idiot said, I don't know what Draymond does out there. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. You don't know me. I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me all the time either. 
I don't like anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you you were a little kid in high school watching us win championships. Should be happy that you even witnessed that, or maybe college, but you get the point. You're a fan. Draymond talks a lot. You talk a lot now, so if you have four rings, sure, you talk a lot more. For All-Stars, you probably talk a bit more. Defensive player of the year? You for damn sure would talk more. Two Olympic gold medals? You definitely would be talking because that would mean you, you beat Team USA and we all know how that goes. So gets away with a lot too. What exactly do I get away with? I have 15 texts, one less than your dumb ass. Okay, great. His game is cool. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you, not with you. He plays with heart, knows the ins and outs of the defense. I want to be quite frank, I made the ins and outs of our defense. I guess that's why they like him over there. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why they like you in Memphis. Or do they like you in Memphis? That's a better question. I'm not sure your teammates like you, but I can tell you why they like me over there. When you contribute in the way that I contribute, I have contributed to four championships, they tend to like you. So, Next time you speak up on me, you should do some fact checking. Next time you speak up on me, you should do some soul searching. Next time you speak up on me, I hope you're in a better situation than you're in now. Where the guys you play with actually enjoy playing with you because they actually think you're contributing to winning. Because it ain't happening right now, champ. Ah, you're not a champ. You're a clown. It ain't happening for you. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if you come back from that one. Ooh, that's ugly. You know, if you are going to... I picture him talking to, to, to Dylan Brooks, and Dylan Brooks was sitting there wearing his his uh, black leather vest that he was wearing the other day, shirtless. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, Dylan, why? Why? Why are you when doing you, this to yourself? When you make Draymond Green likable, you know you're having a bad day. Like, Draymond Green is, it is so easy not to like Draymond Green. Unless he's playing for your team, you can't stand Draymond Green. You respect the heck out of him, but you don't like him. And now Dylan Brooks has somehow made Draymond Green universally likable. Yep. Because I love that rant. Oh, it was fantastic. It was educated. It was fierce. He's got all kinds of accomplishments to back up the heat. And he went at him and dismantled him. If you're going to go at a guy that's got that many rings, that has that high ranking of honors, like he talked about, defensive MVPs, gold medals, championship rings, it's just not smart. And I'm with you. I'm not the biggest Draymond Green fan, but listening to him dismantle Dylan Brooks just put a smile on my face. That's why I wanted to play for the listeners. I, I It has to make you at least smile a little bit thinking, you think you're just going to get away with taking a shot? Nah, not not on these guys. They've done too much. Yeah. yeah. All right, Lloyd, go ahead and spin it. 
Who doesn't spend 5000 a month at the Cheesecake Factory? Some of the details of Vince Young's life are pretty interesting. His financial life are pretty interesting, Scotty. I did not realize that he filed bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. He made $35 million in seven years in the NFL, and he filed bankruptcy. And there is a story out in, as uh, a deadspin, I think. There's a story out in either Deadspin or Yard Barker about Vince Young and his habits. Apparently, a lot of people did hitch their wagon to Vince, and he was feeding and helping a lot of people. But there was a stretch that Vince Young averaged $5,000 a week at the Cheesecake Factory. A week or a month? Or sorry, a week. Wait a minute. Five gur a week a at the w- Cheesecake Factory? A week. Yeah, I accidentally put month. It's $5,000 a week at the Cheesecake Factory. I mean, I like the Cheesecake Factory, but I don't know if I like it $5,000 a week. So I don't like it that much. There were a couple of times where he dropped $15,000 on one bill uh, at the Cheesecake Factory, bringing friends and family and footing the bill. But he was just forking out the money. I'm with you, Lloyd. And Scotty, I don't know how you where you sit with the Cheesecake Factory. And, and this goes back to our thing. We hate to give anybody pub that doesn't pay. But I do love the Cheesecake Factory. It's the, Everything you get typically is big. It's filling. Oh, it, yeah. It is more expensive now, but there's great variety. They do a great job with pretty much everything they do. But five grand a week, he averaged. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a heavy, heavy tab at the Cheesecake Factory. Um, and and yeah, I mean, it can get a little pricey, but it's not like you're going to you know you're not going to Fleming's, you're not going to Ruth Chris. You know, this is this should not be a heavy number. But you know, the other thing too is is, is like okay, so he had you know he's rookie of the year and he made some money as you mentioned what thirty six million. Yep. And so that should set you for life. Unfortunately, that didn't last. And Texas kind of threw him a lifeline and said. Hey, you know what? We'll essentially hire you to be an ambassador, consultant, whatever. And I think they were paying him six figures, essentially, to hang out with donors and talk about the Rose Bowl against USC. And that's it. And it was just like, hey, let's just keep you going and, and make sure that you're taken care of as a, as a thank you for everything you've done to Texas. And then I think he got a DUI two years ago, and they had to cut him loose. Oh, boy. I forgot about that. Yeah, totally forgot about that. And I do remember that now. And I, I, I think that they cut him loose, and I think that they've brought him back, haven't they? Well, yeah. I, I Honestly, I just – you feel sick. I don't know. Do you feel sad for a guy that – I'm sure that there was a lot of people that, that uh, used him up and took advantage of his finances, I, it sounds like. I don't. And, I don't, Scotty, because I know for a fact – that every NFL athlete along the way is cautioned. Every one yeah. of them. Every single one of them. Whether it's an agent or that's being real, not the agent that's trying to sign him, but an agent that's being real. Or it's the rookie symposium. Or it's teammates that have already been through the fire and they've made it out the other end and they look at you as a rookie and they say, hey, Rook, save every penny. might be over tomorrow. He was given advice from people that aren't in his pocket that he didn't take. So I don't feel sympathy for him at all. 
And he's the one that felt emboldened enough to take a couple of drinks and sit behind a wheel and ruin a good thing that he had. No, I don't. I don't feel sorry for him. Hands and Scotty will wrap this thing up next. 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Michelle Botkin, she covers the Utes, KSLSports.com. Is there any of the four corner schools that Utah you think would be married to if that school was to say, hey, we are defecting from the Pac-12? I think Utah is a very independent thinker in this. I think Utah is going to do what's best for Utah, and I don't think they really care what other people are going to do. They just have not cared about this noise, from what I can gather. I don't think they would necessarily follow someone to the Big 12 and for the record, I was specifically told Utah and ASU have been very, very invested in the talks surrounding what to do with the Pac-12 and how to get it to the next level. So that doesn't sound like people that are really clawing or, or considering moving on to the Big 12. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. For the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies, yeah. we've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. Standing here beside you, want so much to give you this love in my heart that I'm feeling. Hans and Scotty wrapping up another edition of the show. Hope you all have a great weekend. Again, you got Utah State Hoops tonight, semifinals, the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Aggies will square off against Boise State, and uh, they will play the winner of the uh, the winner of that game. Will play the winner of the San Diego State San Jose State game, which will, Taylor uh, Fox be like. Earlier. I'm never going to see New Mexico again. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you caught the end of that game. I know it's a little out of hand, but. There was, uh, I mean, there was like 45, or no, about 40 seconds left. Utah State's up by 13, and uh, New Mexico decides not to foul. They're just going to lay off and just be like, all right, we're done here. And Utah State can run the clock out. But uh, Taylor Funk sees everybody just stop, so he throws down a dunk. Oh, <laughs> it's boy. just like, ooh. Oh. And then I'm like, like uh, and, and New Mexico got pretty fired up about it. But then, you know, as, as I said, like, Taylor's like, I'm I'm done. I'm not coming back. What do I care what New Mexico thinks? I'm going to go get another bucket. So, yeah. Well, have a fun call tonight, Scotty. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I know you're up in uh, hanging out in studio with uh, Dr. Chapman in the Lyft Clinic and uh, helping people and changing lives. Helping people and changing lives. And it all starts with a free consultation. And this just goes to the integrity that Dr. Chapman has. He doesn't want to waste people's time, doesn't want to waste people's money. If it's something that you can help with and something that you can fix, you'll see it in the imaging and the consultation, and you'll be upfront with people, right? Pretty straightforward. It yeah. is. And we see things that they've not seen before, and we we discover things that maybe that that they had images done when they went into an emergency room for a, a car crash or something like that. And yeah, you got a little whiplash, you got a little concussion, you got a little something, something go here, take these, you know, take these, you know, muscle relaxants or painkillers or whatever for a period of time. If it lingers, call us. If it lingers, there's something wrong. It doesn't matter if the really awesome people in the emergency department don't detect it. 
They're, they're there to save your life, you know, to put bones back together and patch you up if you've got blood spurting out of your body, yeah. not to be gruesome, but they, they're not, they don't deal with that, that very subtle relationship at the craniocervical junction. So you can go last or you can go first, but it, you should, you should come see us if you're suffering with, stuff that comes about after a car accident. Love rep- representing the Lyft Clinic because you've got nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Really, really no. Yeah, you're, you're dealing with headaches. You can't sleep well. You've got numbness in your arms. You've got TMJ dealing with a lot of jaw pain. Yeah. You, you've got nothing to lose. You're not losing money. Yeah. And Dr. Chapman's not locking you into anything. You come in, you run the images. He says, I can help you. I think I can fix this. Yeah. And if you, if you feel a little hope, I mean, if, if, if something we're talking about just strikes that little bit of hope, that means, that means that you want to get well. Yeah. And your body's talking to you. It says, yeah. uh, uh, fix me. I, I, maybe, maybe that's me. Maybe, maybe I have that problem. The only way you can know that for sure is to come in, let us look at you, let us break it down clearly so that you can see it and so that we can see it and then we'll give you a treatment plan the liftclinic.com right there on the front page it says schedule your free assessment just put it on the schedule they'll put you on time dr chapman one of his great professionals will reach out to you they'll run a quick survey just check on your body and kind of get a quick diagnostics on you and get you in for the imaging it's that quick it's that simple the liftclinic.com he's the best it is dr chapman Go to theliftclinic.com to schedule your free assessment. Thanks, Dr. Chapman. Thank you, Hans. Appreciate it. And you too, Scotty. Hey, appreciate it. Doctor, again, theliftclinic.com. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.